We're talking retirements. We've got some post-June 1st uh, salary cap ramifications, moving money around for players to retire. That's what's going on with the 49ers, the Steelers, and one player that played for just about every other team in the NFL, all calling it quits. Plus, uh, who are the luckiest and unluckiest quarterbacks in the NFL last year? All that coming up right now on Peacock and Williams. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock, NFL analyst, host of Locked On 49ers as well, with you alongside, as always, Matt Williamson, former NFL scout. Uh, you can read his work everywhere at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Matt, how you doing? You get sunburned? You've been spending a lot of time at uh, Steelers OTAs this week, I know. I sure have. The uh, The first two days, I've been there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, last week, this week, just concluded this one uh, and next week. And then I'm going on vacation, by the way. A little programming note, I will be out of the country for a week, so you won't be hearing um, me that week very much here on this podcast. You and I have to figure that all out. Um, the last two days were unbearably hot. Like you guys in California probably wouldn't care about it, but it went from like high 60s to 92 in one day. It's like ease me into the heat a little bit. And I was sweating like crazy. Yesterday was high 80s. Today was just kind of rainy and nice and cool and, you know, good football weather. By the way, thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I feel you. And actually moved into the cooler zone uh, on the West Coast now mm. in the Bay Area, really close to San Francisco is where I'm at. I'm about 10 minutes north of the Golden Gate Bridge now and uh, where I was living, more central California in Davis, uh, home of the UC Davis Aggies. Yeah, it was about 90-something degrees the day we were moving all of our final stuff, making our last push out. It was nice. We got into town here. We're about 65 degrees. So Ooh, that's cool right here along the coastline. So uh, feeling good about that weather. Um, we've got some retirements going on in the yeah, NFL. Speaking of your neck of the woods, in oh. my neck of the woods, you know, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So we have some uh, intimate knowledge of some players that have been retiring in the NFL um, let's start. Let's go Steelers. We've already talked about okay. Steelers OTAs and, and did Steelers management know about this? What's going on with Stephon to it? And I'd forgotten that he didn't even play last year either. And at a pretty young age of, of 29 years old is, is hanging him up. Yeah. Here's the story is it was about, it was a little less than a year ago about this time that Stephon to its brother was shot and killed tragically. And, as you can imagine, I mean, there's a human side to these things, and that hit the Tuit family and Stefan really hard, you know. And he was away from the team mourning and being with his family quite a bit, quite a bit. And when he did return, I don't want to say his heart wasn't in it, that's not fair, but he had clearly gained weight and, you know, was not great football shape. Proceeded to get injured, which could be, quote, injured uh, and was basically sat down and went back to his family and really had, from a football perspective, a wasted year a year ago. But in the meantime, he went back to Notre Dame, got his uh, his degree. And I think the Steelers and particularly the team, the guys close to the team, Cam Hayward comes to mind, Tyson Alulu, thought he was going to return. And I think when... The rubber hit the road, and it was decision time, and June 1st is a key for this stuff. He decided, eh, I don't think my heart's in it anymore, and he's had several injuries over the last couple of years, including a torn pec, which probably isn't fun to return from either. Um, and I hope I'm not sounding too Steeler Homer-ish, but 
his flashes, and they weren't just a play here and there. It was more like a month here and there were really dominant. I mean, he's a very talented player. And I mentioned Cam Hayward. Two, it's actually probably more gifted than Cam, to be honest with you. Similar style players, obviously, looked up to Cam as a role model, as everyone on this team does. And it's a big blow. I mean, they, they drafted DeMarvin Leal in the third round. He's not exactly a two-it clone. Um, they do get a Lou back, and they have some younger guys that are sort of developing. But I'm not sure if this should surprise the team or not. I was kind of always under the impression that he'd be back. A lot of players have been lost on that defensive line too from from what it looked like just a, you know two or three years ago so it's an interesting group up front they did draft some players uh, i wonder if the steelers had an idea about this or not before it happened um but um yeah a little bit of a new look steelers front there now although there's yeah. still some very familiar names there we talked about the top three for the steelers and, and some household names there um and we'll talk about uh, the ex-steelers quarterback when we talk about luckiest and unluckiest quarterbacks at the end of this <laughs> podcast because there's some interesting numbers there and um and, and really makes it paint a, a rosier picture for some of the younger quarterbacks in the league with some, yeah, of that. But, um, some other retirements as well in the nfl and the the interesting one with the 49ers and and center alex mack who again big life event for him very different than into life but he got married in ireland this offseason and there was always sort of this John Lynch earlier on in the offseason said, oh, well, we'll let, you know, Alex Mack talk about what he's going to do when he wants to talk about it. And it's sort of my ears perked up and I thought, well, what is there to talk about? You either are playing or you're announcing retirement. If there's anything to announce, it's retirement. So that made me think right. okay, that Alex Mack might be done here, you know, and he's had a really good career and, uh, you know, a couple stop three stops with with uh, with Kyle Shanahan as the, the as the guy calling plays for offenses that he was a part of. And. You know, you have a young quarterback in Trey Lance, and so you'd probably want some continuity there. Was thinking, that center, yeah. it's pretty important because that guy's going to be making the calls, and the 49ers don't have anybody else on the roster that was really ready to walk in and step in and, and become the starting center there. And then they didn't draft anybody. So I thought, well, maybe they know something we don't, and and Alex Mack is going to be back. And now it turns out they uh, they moved some money around and prepared for it, and now it has been official that Alex Mack is retiring from the NFL and will not be playing center for the 49ers. So uh, I don't think they have, they didn't have, they didn't draft a third round player that could play his position like the Steelers did. Uh, they have a bunch of guards and, and maybe one of those guys can kick inside. Maybe JC Treaders out there on the free agent market. But right now the 49ers suddenly have a gaping hole at center with, you know, six weeks to go before training camp. So I'm not sure about that. And they already lost Lake and Tomlinson who played literally 100% of the snaps last year. Yeah, right. So you know, young quarterback going into his first year as the starter and now two really important pieces of the interior offensive line are gone. And so the 49ers have drafted a lot of interior offensive linemen, but none of them played center in college last couple of years. So we'll see what that looks like. There's going to be some young bodies and some competition in training camp for those spots and maybe a free agent addition. Maybe they move Daniel Brunskill from guard into center, which would just open up another hole at guard for, for that competition with some yeah, of those right, right. players. So, um, Offensive line is the place the 49ers might take a step back, and that could hurt the running game. That could hurt uh, a young quarterback. Yeah, I don't have a lot more to add to it. Really well said. I was going to mention that about, hey, if I have Trey Lance starting as my starter, which we all expect to happen, especially after not playing for so long, extensive minutes, 
I want the safety blanket of, you know, kind of an all-time great, you know, in Malik's Mack, who has seen everything, done everything, just his mental aptitude, changing protections, calling out the mic, all that kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, I looked at Burford, Burford, the, uh, I know I'm not saying that correctly, but in the mid-round pick, was wondering, does he have center experience? And the second-round pick last year, Banks, is definitely not a center. I mean, he's a big masher. Interior of the O-line's got to be a problem. Yeah, the the next up on the depth chart is you know um, you know maybe Burford could play some some center, but after the draft they talked about him as mostly a guard, you know, converted so, yeah. from left tackle, but maybe has some tackle versatility. They drafted another guy in the sixth round out of um, out of uh, uh, Fordham. Mm-hmm, okay, I'm blanking on the you know one of the small schools. Um, and not Furman, Fordham, I think. Uh, I'm blanking. But uh, anyways, Nick Zakel, and he's, uh, you know, a tackle turned guard. But, you know, maybe he seems like maybe a better fit at center potentially. But he was a sixth-round pick, you know, late sixth round. Right. So a starting and, center in year one, you know, right. Right, yeah. And they drafted two undrafted free agents. Um, the only guy that's really snapped balls recently for them is um, is Donovan West, who was an undrafted, he's the undrafted kid, right? Yeah, out of yeah. Uh, Arizona State. Who you know it wouldn't have been surprised if he was a mid round player, yeah. so maybe that's. I remember they gave them a huge signing bonus, which is yeah. well, a feather in his cap at least. Right, you know? yeah. So right. it's important. He's in the mix there at least. Uh, and then uh, Jake Brendel, who's been the backup and, and kind of been a practice squad guy, and he's going into his age thirty season. He started three games like five years ago for the Miami Dolphins. So I mean, it's a pretty important position for a young quarterback. His center and the 49ers don't have a lot of answers there right now. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it's going to be Daniel Brunskill that kicks back inside, and he did play some center earlier in his career with the 49ers. Uh, and, you know, at least to have that continuity with a player who knows the offense, knows Lance already, but again, wasn't snapping to him last year. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a big change up front for the 49ers. So we'll see how that goes. And it was something I was worried about before the draft. And I remember uh, I'm a little bit more worried about it now, but they do have a lot of bodies and a lot of young players to compete. So hopefully for them, that competition breeds out, uh, you know, somebody who can, can, you know, be starters there on the interior at guard and center. Real quick, you mentioned J.C. Treader. That seems like a logical call to make immediately. You know, on my Steelers show, we were live when this happened, and I threw out some names. You know, Namakong Sue to me would make a ton of sense to bring in on a one-year deal. Maybe Eddie Goldman more as a nose type, or um, there was two or three other names that made a little bit of sense. You know, the Brandon Williams, some nose tackle types too, but there are a few defensive line. Larry Ojanjobi was the other name I was thinking of too, that are out there. So uh, rosters aren't set yet folks. And, you know, these are not coincidentally June 1st, post June 1st moves. And I expect some more post June 1st moves here in this next week or so, some cuts and things like that too. Lots to be decided with those two franchises. Uh, it's it's not somebody who was projected to be a starter in Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's hanging him up as well. He already has sights on what his next job is going to be in the NFL. Let's talk about Fitz Magic retiring from the NFL and the luckiest and unluckiest quarterbacks in the league last year. Next, but uh, how about Blue Nile dot com? If you're looking for that special gift for the special person in your life bluenile.com is the place to go they can figure everything out for you essentially which is what i love at bluenile.com you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all the prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern 
convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. The engagement ring of her dreams. Life's special moments with fine jewelry. But the best part is, no matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They can help you out by phone, by online chat, and this is something that I would absolutely use at BlueNile.com because I don't know what I'm doing when I'm shopping for a gift for uh, just about any woman in my life. So Blue Nile makes it easy with those jewelry experts via chat or via phone to find the right item at the right budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And listeners get $50 off a $500 purchase or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings as well. So use code locked on. That is promo code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. I want to thank everybody once again for making uh, making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we do have a favor to ask of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about oh, yeah. listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On Podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. And uh, there will be 10 winners of a $100 Ticketmaster gift card who qualify and complete that survey. So go uh, take that audience survey at lockedonpodcast.com slash survey. And we appreciate your help with that. I'm sure there's nothing that this podcast could do, Matt, that would be any better, right? So probably uh, not. Right. Yeah. And you can always at us as well at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, one of the big things with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and obviously there's personality, and he shows up to the post-game presser, you know, showing off the the lettuce on the chest, you know, a little chest, <laughs> hair, some aviator sunglasses, you know, he's had the beard, and he's just been a long time backup, one starting jobs, and then somebody else will come in and take the job from him, and then he'll be a stopgap, and then he'll play better than the, the young player. And, you know, he's just had that career, played for a million teams in the league, feels like just about every uh, every other team in the league Ryan Fitzpatrick has played quarterback for. Um but one of the things with Ryan Fitzpatrick is the personality. And, and I think really the NFL and NFL fans long for someone that has a little bit more of a unique personality, isn't cookie cutter. And even the guys who are sort of um, really outlandish and vocal and have personality, they don't really, it's not an outward personality. You know, they're all kind of wearing the same clothes and they all are, you know, listening to the same music and they, you know, and it's kind of the same ideas. So once someone kind of breaks the mold a little bit, it's clear that fans are really starving for that. And that's really where uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has found that sort of cult following amongst fans. Cause I, I haven't, I haven't really heard a person say a negative thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick for about 10 years, but, and a lot of times the backup quarterback is the, the, the most popular guy on sure, a team. Can't so maybe that's what's working for him too. Uh, without question. And he certainly is likable. I mean, how, how cool is his story, too? He went to Harvard. You know, he has a, a, a super high wonder lick. But I've always said he doesn't – throughout his career, he did not play like a Harvard guy with a super high wonder lick. I mean, he played like Brett Favre with a not-so-good arm. You know, like, I mean, he played with a head that wrote checks his arm couldn't cash all the time because, I mean, he didn't care, which makes him even more likable, especially if he's not your – 12-year starting quarterback that you're married to the uh, peaks and valleys. Real quick, 
I think Gardner Minshew is the new Fitzpatrick. I can see him lasting 10, 12 more years on eight more teams, start 50 games in the meantime, be good enough, and then get replaced and mentor someone and wear his jorts and be the next Minshew, you know? My favorite moment is is not even when he was wearing his own clothes. It was when he wore Deshaun Jackson's coat to the post-game press conference, and Deshaun Jackson came out while he was in the middle of his press conference like, where's my coat? And, and he, <laughs> it's, you know, halfway zipped up. That, that's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, it's it, it, he was never the guy for the teams he was playing for, so it was almost like house money. But he, yeah, he, right. he had a 17-year career doing that, so that's pretty cool. Amazing. You know, like a lot of these – Maybe that's Sam Howell's career or something, you know, like some of these picks that had some ability that fall every year. There's a third or fourth round guy and you wonder where do you, you know, can he hang on or, you know, something better than a Chase Daniel. Like there's there's a lot of pride in that to last in this league at that position for this long. And a lot of it talks about your personality. Like Josh Rosen's not doing that as the ninth pick in the draft. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That helps. And you're, you, you got nothing to lose. You're a seventh yeah. pick. And uh, speaking of that personality, and we'll, we'll see if he's allowed to, to show off that chest hair. And, and we'll see what his beard ends up looking like if he's on TV. But it looks like, according to sources and according to Ian Rappaport, Ryan P- Fitzpatrick is in talks with Amazon for a key role this season. Oh, that'd be good. In football broadcast. So I think that makes a lot of sense. He's a smart guy, even though he, I, I love the way you put that. He's a Harvard guy that, that didn't play the smart guy quarterback role. He played the gunslinger kind of a role, but um, you know, he can bring that 17 years of knowledge to television now and to broadcast. Be good, Amazon. Yeah. So I think that'll be a good role for him. Intelligent, experienced, and very outgoing. You know, he's got personality that are all the things I want from a broadcaster. That's great. Absolutely. Where uh, the, I'm just springing this on you, Matt. Is he like in the conversation for one of the greatest backup quarterbacks of all time? Like if call. you think of the greatest backups, like the guys who weren't ever really the starter, the guy right, right. for, you know, for anything longer than just a, a very short cup of coffee as an NFL player, but mostly was a backup their entire career. You know, there's some backups that went in, in one big games, you know, um, you know, like Frank Reich and, you know, um, uh, I, I always think it's funny about Frank Reich. I always think of Frank Reich and Jason Garrett, you know, they're black yeah. backing up Aikman and Kelly hall of famers, kind of has an easy role, but they go on to be really successful coaches. They must have a good head on their shoulders. I'm sure the Hall of Famer leaned on them, you know, time and time again. And when called upon, you you run out there and you get the job done. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of value in that. But what's different about Fitzpatrick is he did it for a million teams. You know, free agency wasn't as prevalent back then. You know, some of these backups just were real happy being a two. And Fitzpatrick, for the most part, and he went through some stretches where he threw too many interceptions, right? And- right. Um, as you put it, his, his brain wrote checks that his arm couldn't cash, <laughs> right. um, but he won games too. So it, when, mm-hmm. when sometimes when the backup quarterback runs out on the field, you're like, well, we're screwed there, but you didn't have that feeling when Ryan Fitzpatrick was your backup quarterback, you felt good. Right. So I think he's like, you know, as, as far as my lifetime goes, um, I'm sure there's other examples. Tweet us if you remember people, because I'm yeah. sure there are. Nick Foles is a good one, right? Yeah. He wins a Super Bowl, but he wasn't the starting quarterback that year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I- a, even like a Byron Leftwich was a starter for a while, <laughs> realized his faults, comes in like backs up Ben, and he's probably a future head coach, you know, offensive yeah. coordinator as we speak, you know, a lot of those type of guys. Yep, absolutely. So probably Fitzpatrick, top five, maybe even number one. 
all could time be. Best could be quarterback in NFL history. It's a good he's call because he's got some stats to go with it. Because some back you got Chase Daniel just holds a clipboard, right? He, I mean, he never plays. Stats. Yeah. Which is, but the, by by the way, still the best job in the NFL is Chase Daniel. Congratulations to that guy. Uh, my he's hero. made so much money. Yeah, my hero, Chase Daniel. <laughs> he never, and somehow he's in those spots where he does because most backups at some point, like Fitzpatrick, was always in a spot where, wow, it was almost like he willed it to happen. If if Fitzpatrick's your backup, something's going to happen to you because he's going to end up coming on the field. Whoever Chase Daniel's starters are almost never get hurt. And he almost never has to play. He has a few times, right? But just rarely as often, and which is odd because he's been the number two for so long and so many behind so many guys. So I had to Google this while you were talking. That's why I kind of drifted off there for a second. All time passing leaders. Take a random guess where Ryan Fitzpatrick is on the list. I'm not holding you to it. Well, I, I saw the numbers earlier. Oh, okay. And, then never mind. No, I didn't see where he ranked, but I just saw that he was, you know, 34, just shy of 35,000 yeah. yards and 223 touchdowns, which is pretty big numbers. And he played for 17 seasons and he, you know, played games in almost all of those seasons, it felt like. So I don't know where he, he that would put him all time, but mm-hmm. put up some stats. He played a lot. Yeah, that, that's why I was pulling it up. I mean, I was shocked by you, you, 35,000 passing yards, an awful lot. He's 32nd all time, you know, like just behind Jay Cutler and Andy Dalton and Jim Kelly and Alex Smith, you know, Um, Russell Wilson's only a little bit ahead of him. He's ahead of Tony Romo and Phil Simms, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, like 35,000 passing yards. (laughs) I mean, he's been out there a lot. That's pretty insane. It is. Maybe he is the greatest backup quarterback of all time. Because we always talk about how being one of 32 is so important in the NFL and how valuable that is to be a starting NFL quarterback. He's one of 32 all time in passing all time. yards. Right. Not that far about Russell Wilson. Well, congratulations to a great career to uh, all three of the players, Alex yeah. Mack and Stefan Tuitt and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I hope they all enjoy retirement. They all deserve to. Let's talk next about some players. Well, one of the quarterbacks we're going to talk about also retired this offseason and Ben Roethlisberger, the luckiest and unluckiest quarterbacks uh, as uh, as it uh, as it pertains to adjusted interception numbers that coming up next. But how about Rock Auto first with all the makes and models of vehicles out there? It's pretty much impossible for those, you know, big stores, chain stores even car car dealerships obviously you're going to have the parts but they have to always order everything for your car when you take your car in right it always takes an extra week or two to get something done plus the markup 50 to 100 percent more of a charge for the same parts at that chain store or car dealership then you can find at rockauto.com and rock auto's price is always reliably low and rockauto.com has an amazingly huge selection of just about any part your car or truck could need and i had to use it i talked earlier about my final move coming from davis to mill valley california going from 92 degrees to 65 degrees and there was some construction on the road there was a traffic cone in the middle there's nowhere for me to go run over this traffic cone it knocked the the fender flare off my car so this the this thing that covers over the fender is just flapping around on the wind i'm like great i gotta take my car in now it's gonna cost me 500 bucks anytime you go in and and take your car in but 
I know about rockauto.com. So I went to check it out. And of course they had the part. They had it in stock. Send it to me quick. It only cost $40 for this part. And it had the rivets all in there. I was able to pop it in, do it myself. I watched a little YouTube video on how to do it. I'm not even a car guy. I saved myself hundreds of dollars by going to rockauto.com. And you can too. Big parts, little parts. Rock Auto is a family business. Been helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You sent me this article earlier today, Matt, from Mm -hmm. Football Outsiders that talked about the luckiest and most unlucky quarterbacks in the NFL this season. And it was based off adjusted interception rate things like dropped interceptions yep. and i was i want to and you sent it to me more at the angle i think about talking about some of these young quarterbacks like uh justin herbert and and some players that might even have had better seasons than we thought because of how unlucky they were but the number one thing that jumped out to me was the first name on the list was ben <laughs> right, right and you always talked about how bad ben had been playing at the end of his career and especially last year ben threw 10 interceptions last year wasn't forcing the ball down the field or anything like that with those interceptions but he, he had he was the <laughs> as bad as he played last year he was also the luckiest quarterback in the league with 16 potential dropped interception. His adjusted interceptions were 25 on the season. That's pretty amazing. So not only did he play bad, he was really lucky in playing even that good. Yes. So I've been a fan of this metric analysis football uh, outsiders have been doing since 2007. And their logic for it is quarterback obviously has a lot of say in what happens in a game. They have a lot of control. They have a lot of power. They touch the ball every play, et cetera. We understand all that. If you listen to this podcast, you know quarterbacks are important. But they're only human, and once the ball leaves their fingertip, they no longer have any say in what happens from that point on. You know, the good things can happen. Bad things can happen. Balls get tipped. You know, your receivers drop a pass. You hit them right in the numbers, it pops up in the air, and a defensive back picks it off, and everyone says, boy, that's a terrible interception, where it really wasn't. So they refined that process and basically came up with this metric, which basically says attempting X amount of passes the way you did, you should throw X amount of interceptions on average. So Ben was minus 9.2, which means... He threw 10, but if you play this thing out a million times, he probably throws 19.2 interceptions per year instead of 10. Not only was that the luckiest in the league, and again, it has nothing to do with a skill. It's not like, boy, because he's so much better than anybody else, he can avoid interceptions that should be interceptions better than anybody else. But since they've been doing this since 2007, it's the luckiest a quarterback has been ever in a season. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's minus 9.2. Back in 2010, Mark Sanchez was 8.5 more luckier. So amazing. But, you know, the luckiest season in Football Outsiders history, which I, I always wrote a post-game Steeler article. And one thing, of course, I always talked about was the turnover differential in the game. And I didn't always put it the paper, but sometimes I would and be like, well, the Steelers were plus one in turnovers. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, they probably should have been minus two when it's all said and done. <laughs> you know, and that and this bears that out. 
What's crazy about Roethlisberger is he shows up three times in the top eight. I saw that. That shocked me. 2021 was the luckiest season of all these quarterbacks since 2007. Uh, the fourth luckiest was 2016 Ben, ben Roethlisberger, and the eighth luckiest was last year's version or the the year's prior version, 2020 of Ben Roethlisberger. So pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think it's noteworthy that the 2016 version of Ben was a pretty good player. The 2020-2021 version of Ben wasn't, and he only threw 10 picks in both those years and frankly, he got lucky that it wasn't worse and much, much worse. And some of the other names on this list, you know, that were extremely lucky, I think are noteworthy. And one that stands out to me, Heineke was the second luckiest, but Tannehill was third. And I'm just starting to think that we might be seeing some chinks in Mr. Tannehill, you know? Yeah, because again, when when even after the luckiness is factored in, they didn't play well. How bad could it have gone? Right, right. Again, if every ball that should have been picked off was, what does that look like for the Titans? And what would their seed be? Would they have won the division? You know, like these are big deals. We understand the value of turnovers, but you know, football outsiders didn't write this article to bash Ben. You know, they wrote it at they write it every year. But the crux of theirs is really the opposite end of this, of who were the unlucky guys and you know how they, they phrase this is maybe you should even be more excited about some of these young quarterbacks than you already are. Right. And the number one being here, Justin Herbert, who they Justin called Herbert. NFL's most unlucky quarterback. And he already had a pretty nice season, and and they were on the cusp of being a playoff team. And and I think some people pointed at Herbert as maybe being the reason. Well, okay, he wasn't ready yet to lead this playoff team. Um, I would point more to his head coach probably mm-hmm. than Herbert. And so it's the growth of both of those guys together that's really going to be ultimately uh, how good this football team is. But they added a ton of talent, and you even just and, and you don't have to go from the unluckiest to the luckiest in the league. Just you know, just get, get a little to closer right. to the mean and you're in much better shape already and you haven't even gotten better yet. Right. I mean, really they, they thought he should have thrown three and a half less interceptions. So instead of 15, you know, that's 11 and a half and maybe chargers would have been a playoff team if they would have just got average luck in that department and then never know who happened, what happens, you know, could they have gotten as hot as the Bengals did and gone to the Super Bowl? Speaking of which Burrow's not far off the list of, um, unluckiest, you know, Lamar is really cl- high on the list. Mac Jones, Justin Fields. See, I like that. I like seeing that about Fields too. Like mm-hmm. this poor guy. I mean, it, it had, had a lot of things to overcome. But if his luck goes back to average, so be it. And and then I'm sitting there looking at Tom Brady. I'm like, he was third unluckiest behind Lamar and Herbert. Going, I didn't know that guy was unlucky with anything in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's funny because there's so many young quarterbacks that were unlucky. Yeah. And you think, well, is is there somehow some way that the 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 veteran factors that that has it something to do with it, just the the part I of the field think. you're throwing to or the just the types of throws you're making, you're you're not trying certain things like this it seems like there has to be a correlation seeing how often one quarterback shows up on one side of the list and seeing so many young quarterbacks that are unlucky there's got to be some i'm having a tough time figuring out it's got to be some type of forcing your own luck in this but there doesn't seem to be i was thinking that too especially like when you said why is ben on the all-time list three times you know like is he just being 
unbelievably cautious with the football and only putting it in a spot maybe where his guy can catch it and no one else does, but still doesn't have a chance to, to complete it. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I think it's random. I, I really do. But the fact that Ben was there 2020 and 2021, which were his two really bad years, post elbow surgery, post Duck Hodges year, was a little curious to me. Um, but the fact that Brady was unlucky doesn't, you know, kind of like ruins any argument I have that there's trends. So a little bit luckier, Justin Herbert. I want to focus yeah. on the Chargers for a second to finish this up because there, there's been a couple questions about the Chargers, a couple questions about who had the best offseason this year. And I think the Chargers probably would be my vote for who had the best offseason. So mm-hmm. let's say Herbert continues to develop and gets a little bit better, gets a little bit luckier. His entire team got better. His first year head coach now has a year under his belt and they get a little bit better. Like how much better did the Chargers get this year? Did they go from just outside of the playoffs to this team should be considered maybe even a favorite, even though some of the, like, and I want to take their competition out of it. Cause I know a lot of their competition got a lot better too, but just focus on the, the chargers by themselves in a vacuum. How good did they get? How good could this chargers team be with Justin Herbert? I am very open to the idea that they could go from just missing the playoffs to winning the super bowl this year. And maybe even, several in the next couple years you know and that's maybe that's a little lofty relax Matt I'm not saying they're gonna win three of the next five or anything <laughs> like that but my some of my favorite quarterback gurus in the media Nate Tice Greg Cosell the real you know quarterback guys that grind the tape I've heard many of those guys say on many occasions they might take Herbert first overall if we're having a quarterback draft, including Mahomes and Allen. Like he's in that conversation, factoring in age. And I 100% get it. And they improved their pass rush, they improved their number one corner. They added some beef in the middle of their line, even though stopping the run's not their top priority. You know, Zion Johnson's probably going to be a 10 year starter in this league. Yeah, you, I you know to what I mean? The offensive line, too, because yeah. later it looks like they drafted a star in the first round last yeah. year. Zion Johnson, who looks like an action figure there in the interior <laughs> on the right side, is where they were having some, some difficulties. So now you plug him in at right guard. You already signed Corey Lindsley to a big contract, right. one of the better centers in the league. That, that's starting to look like a really darn good offensive line and uh, a, a, just a super complete team that has a ton of stars and impact players and Khalil Mack and Bosa coming off the edge. Right. It's a scary team. I, I don't want to roll Robert into James. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot of stars, but they're not short on depth. Um, I was really in favor of the Staley hiring when it happened because I was super impressed with what he did with the Rams defense. And I think he's a very, very bright young man. I also stress the word young, but I hope he kind of learned not, hey, I shouldn't go for it on fourth down all the time. People harp on that stuff too much. But, you know, just rookie head coaches are hard for me to back. I think just like a rookie NFL player, that your biggest improvement comes after year one before year two as a head coach, just like a player. So I expect more from him. Yeah, he just knows what to expect now from OT. Yeah, right, long, right. Like just time management and all that. Like forget Preparing about Preparing for a Thursday night game. You right. know, things yeah, like that. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, which cannot be overstated, Who's Justin Herbert's backup? Who is? Is it Chase Daniel? It's Chase Daniel. Okay. <laughs> the Chargers brings us back to where we're right. He just carries that clipboard like an all right. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick now I think about it. 
<laughs> it all comes for yes. But so right. you folks that are high on Herbert, Lamar, Mac, Justin Fields, Burrow, they all were unlucky this year. Imagine them if they are lucky or just average. It's pretty, yep. it's pretty and, enticing. Yeah. It's just another reminder, really, that the NFL is such a small sample league. Exactly. Right? They play uh, 10 times fewer games than, say, an MLB team does over the course of the season, right? Mm. So if you take any 16-game stretch of an MLB season, you might have a team that goes 15-1 and one and a, a team that goes 2-14, and uh, 14, you know, or well, 17 games now. But um, over the course of an MLB season, what happens? Everyone's 400 or 600. The best teams are 600. The worst teams are 400. And it starts to even out. And you would see that happen in the NFL, too. And, and I think yeah. there may be a little bit more discrepancy, maybe closer to the NBA. But still um, – it's uh, it's a small sample league, and just running it back one more time with all the same guys would get pretty amazingly different results. I think every single season, and things like dropped p- picks and balls bouncing off, you know, fingertips is, is a big part of that as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun season. I can't wait. I'm afraid of those Los Angeles Chargers. I think they to answer that question. I think they did have the best off season this year in the NFL. And I do want to thank all the listeners out there. For making Peacock and Williamson your first listen, Matt and I will finish up the week tomorrow. Make sure you are subscribed. We are on the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. You can find a ton of other great content on that channel and everywhere on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.